Good things are happening. Am I right? Look at your neighbor and say, I like it. Look at your other neighbor tell him, I like it a lot. <laughs> I want to go into scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. Today I have an abbreviated message for you that I'm going to attempt to share. Uh, earlier when we were talking about the sermon, they were picking on me because they don't think I can preach a short sermon. But I told him we were providing lunch today. And so, anyway, I want us to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. Because in the midst of all the great stuff happening, uh, I do believe there's a word that needs to be heard today. 1 Corinthians 15, 10. It says, but whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me and not without results. For I've worked harder than any of the other apostles, yet it was not I, but God who was working through me by his grace. I love this verse. This is Paul, the apostle, who is writing this letter to the, the, to the Corinthian church. And he's letting them know, even though he had this leadership status, he had enough awareness to know, whatever I am now, it's all because of God's grace on me. He had a little history. And it was God's favor that changed his life. It was God's grace. And there was one phrase in there that caught my attention. He says, not without results. And I loved it. And I decided today that would be the title of the message, not without results. Let us pray. Jesus, as we share your word, let it be blessed. Let it be life-giving. Let it speak not just to our ears, but let it speak to our hearts. Let it bring us to the place where we're, where we're changed let it bring it to bring us to the place to where we trust you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to share this word. Thank you, Lord, for choosing me, giving me this opportunity. Father, use me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I remember taking my first test in college. This was back in 1993. I was a freshman at LSU, Louisiana State University. I'll see you in a few weeks. Go Tigers. And uh, I was taking one of those, you know, one of those classes that you just got to take to get to your major. And so I was taking Geology 1201. Anyone took a geology class before? Yeah. So I had Dr. Dotka. And this, I, at first, I didn't know how I was going to take it. But this wound up being my favorite professor in all time in college, Dr. Dotka. This guy had a gift to teach. I did not like the content of the class, but I learned it because this guy was that good. Studying was so easy because he was such a great teacher. And so the class size was probably around 150 people in the room. It was kind of like an auditorium style setup. And in that class, there were basketball players, there were football players, you know, there were other people, and they didn't always come to class kind of like how they do here at Florida State and other schools. They don't go to school at Alabama either. Anyway, let's go into it. <laughs> Calm down. Football's coming. Okay. And so uh, we had our first test. Now, for those of you who, who are Generation X and you grew up going to high school like in the 90s, there was no use of computers for things like grades. And so the way it went, Dr. Dodka said, you'll take this test and you'll come by the class the next day and I will have all the results posted on the classroom door. Anybody know what that's all about? 
Yeah, there was no privacy <laughs> at all. There was none of this, we'll let your mama know and no one else. This, this was for all the public to see. If you walked through that hall, you knew what I made on that test. And glory be to God, I made a 96 on the first test in that geology class. That was some good results. However, there was one particular basketball player in the class, and I saw it. I saw the score. The results of his test was a 32. We didn't see him at class much after that. I don't know if he dropped it. I hadn't seen him on the basketball team ever since. I don't know what happened. All I know is he made a 32. And that was the results. It was there for everyone to see. And, and I'm serious. It was like you knew who the people were if you had a group project. You could see, okay, that's the people to have a group project with, and those are not. <laughs> because they posted the results. And I like results. I like to see results for my efforts. Can I get an amen? I, I, listen, you know those, those videos that you see on social media and they show them like cutting grass? Maybe you don't, but I love them. Because it's instant results, man. They take a yard that looks like a jungle and with thir within 30 seconds on that video, I'm telling you, it looks like a masterpiece. I love it, man. When they're pressure washing driveways, love it, man. Love it. Just, if you get them, share them with me. I'll watch them, man. My favorites, man. Just love it. Because it's, it's results. Um, same thing with sports. We like results. We want to see the scores. Sometimes we don't have time to watch the whole game, but this is what we do want to know. What's the score? What's the, did we win or not? Just tell me. Did we win? And then after we won, then you can tell me what the score is, and now I'll probably rewatch the game. Because we're, we're so results-driven. And, and I just wonder, with all the things that you and I have to do, all the things on our plates and as we're trying to build our lives, I just wonder what is going to be the results of the life that we're building. Like, I, I really do. I wonder what the results of our life is going to be. Like, what will be the results of all of your hard work? And everything that you're trying to do, everything you're trying to accomplish, what is going to wind up being the result of all of that hard work? And the question I want to ask today, and I'll ask you several of them, is what will be the results of God's grace working in you? Perhaps there will be some results of what you do, but what is going to be the results of God's grace that's working in you? And I begin to think that here we are, we're starting a new school year, okay? And there's a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz, but there's also some pressure. There's also some pressure, like that, that student that's going into their junior year, that's going into their senior year of high school. It's a little bit of pressure because now you got to start feeling, figuring out what your next step is. And everyone wants to ask you, what are you going to do? What are you going to study? And so it puts a lot of pressure on you because you're, you're trying to figure out, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I got to do something. And they keep asking me. And so parents, don't be surprised if your kids make stuff up just to get you to leave them alone. Can I hear an amen from a high school kid? <laughs> They're like, I ain't saying nothing, Pastor Wade. My mama's here. Ain't getting me in no trouble. I know how this works. Mama will watch the, she watched this thing after church today to see if it was me. I think about the pressure for a student to do better in class, do better in sports. I think about the pressure on teachers to educate our kids. In an environment, y'all, that can be very, very challenging. 
You know what I'm saying? There's some pressure that is there. I think about parents, the pressure that is on them. Make sure their kids can get where they need to go, do what they need to do, and have all they need. It's pressure. And so it just adds up. It adds up. Then now we're adding homework. If you're a teacher in here, I plead with you on behalf of the Lord as well as the students. Let's just stop the homework. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. We're a church for the next generation. <laughs> you see how you do that? Okay, okay. But you add homework into it and all the study hours. You start adding activities, after-school activities, sports, cheer, dance. Like we already had the conversation with Ella Pearl. Dance is beginning, man. This week, it starts on Monday. There's homework to be done. We got to get to dance. Somebody's got to bring them there. Somebody's got to pick them up. We got to arrange carpools. Like it's it's life on the go, and then you add to it church, you add to it youth group. Like all these different things, um, there's a lot to do. And so when we got a lot to do, what do we do? We make a list. Come on, where are my list people at in here? The rest of us are just winging it. Am I right? And it's working for our good anyway. We love to make a list. You know why? Because it keeps everything on track. Or perhaps so that we can control what's going Anyway, let's go back to this. Or, or do we just like the gratification of that check mark? I've seen Cynthia. It, she just did it. It wasn't on the list. She added it to the list so that she could put a check on it. Some of y'all are doing that. You didn't put going to church today on your list, but you pulling out your phone right now. Go to church. And you just drop that check mark on it. It was like, let's go, baby. We are knocking it out. Mm -hmm. When we get our to-do list finished, we feel such a sense of accomplishment, right? But then we remember we, remember we got another to-do list. Yes, we forgot about that other post-it note that we left. You know what I'm saying? Or that other note in our phone. And so, oh, I forgot all about this. So now we've got to go back to that to-do list. Uh, or, or we're already starting another one before we even finish the one that we already had. Yeah. Come on, am I talking to the right people? And, 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 and that check mark, it's a result. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. I like the results, so let's check it out. Pastor Wade, it's just like you with the lawn cutting videos. It's instant results. I like to see it. And so our lives can become quite consumed with all of the things on our list. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And we, we, we tend to navigate our lives through the things that are on our list. Basically, it's the things that we have to do. And in the middle of all the things that we have to do, I just want to bring some attention to who you need to be. Because... The one thought that strikes me that we often don't consider is, who are we becoming as we're doing all the things that we need to do? Like as you're checking off your to-do list, anyone that interferes with your flow of getting your to-do list done, does it bring about some behaviors in you that it's like, no, I don't want that to be me. But you are becoming that consistently over and over as you get things done. And I felt such a need to talk about this because we like achievement, we like success, we like accomplishment. And as we're getting all of this done, as we're running, as we're rushing, as we're trying to get it finished, my question is who are we becoming as we chase all of these things? 
Like as a parent, as we're chasing getting our kids from here to there and getting this done and getting supper ready and all this, who are we becoming? Because what if we're losing our temper as we're getting this done? Because our kids probably aren't going to remember that we brought them to dance every week, but they're probably going to remember that time that we went off on them in the car. And listen, I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching with you. You know what I'm saying? Because I've had those moments where you show up at the ballpark and someone forgot their cleats. And you want to be that parent. You know what I'm saying? That says, uh-uh, you're just going to play in the shoes you got on. Am I right? You want to be that parent, but you can't be because you paid way too much for those cleats. You broke your rule. You said 39, you spent 139. No, I've been there. I've had all those conversations. Paul says that God's grace is working in his life, but it's not without results. And the, resu- the results wasn't just to get his ministry to-do list accomplished. And the reason why I want to share this is because you and I will line up and say, God, give me the grace to knock out my to-do list. But will we say, God, give me the grace to become the person you want me to be as I accomplish my to-do list? See, that's a different kind of prayer because we are just so busy and we're running so hard trying to get this done that perhaps we're overlooking the person that we are becoming as we're doing all the things that we need to get done. Who are you becoming as you do the things you have to do? You can get a lot done and still be an anxious person. And I don't think anybody's saying, there's no kid right now who's four years old, some four-year-old girl isn't in any kids right now saying, when I grow up, I want to be an anxious mama. (laughs) That's my goal, be an anxious mom. But she may say, I want to be just like my mama. And that's where it hits us because it's like, okay, I got work to do. God, I need your grace right now. Um, You can earn a lot of money and still be greedy. Come on. Like, like this is is the stuff because you can get success, but who are you going to be with that success? You can get your kids to follow every single rule you make, but if you have no relationship with them, They followed all your rules, which is great. But if you don't have a relationship with them, we've got a problem. Am I right? They look good on the outside, but on the inside, there are some things that is missing. You can build a tremendous company, but if you don't have time for your family. This is what I got to do, but this is who I need to be. I'll bring it down to the guys that play sports. You can score the most touchdowns, but what if you're just not a good friend? Oh, yeah, he broke the school record for touchdowns, but I'm going to tell you, that was a lousy guy. Can you feel in the room how focused we are on success and achievement that perhaps we forget about things like character? Like, this is, this is some real reality, and I really felt like the Lord put this on my heart to share with us as we're starting a new school year, because I know we got a lot to do. But as we do a lot... Let's make sure that we're becoming who we need to be. Amen? So I want to give you two big results of God's grace in our lives. There's many more, but these are two that I want to focus on today. Number one, you can become the person you're supposed to be. 
And I love what Paul said. He says, whatever I am now, it's by the grace of God. And I will say it like this. You can only be the person you were created to be by God's grace. I I get it. You've got to be disciplined and all of that. But for you to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, it is going to take the grace of God. And I'm not just talking about a position. I'm talking about walking in your purpose. Like what you were created for. And I'm not just talking about your career. I'm talking about our character. Because you can have a great career, but if you're a terrible person, you're going to be a lonely person at work. With a lot of benefits and a lot of money. Come on now. It's God's grace though. It transforms our lives from just trying to do good things. Like this is, this is the transformation. From just trying to do good to becoming the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And there's a lot of people, even as believers, that are striving just to be good people in their own strength rather than walking in the grace of God and literally becoming the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You can walk in grace and God can make you righteous, not just on the outside with outward appearance, but on the inside. Amen? So no doubt we're going to accomplish a lot because we're driven people. How many of y'all are sitting next to someone who is driven? Yes, there's driven people. So you're going to accomplish a lot. But by the grace of God, not only will you accomplish a lot, but you will become the man and woman of God that you were meant to be as you accomplish it. Let's not let our accomplishments overshadow who we are as people. Can I get an amen right there? Go accomplish it, but as you're accomplishing it, let God accomplish something in you. Amen? Here's the second thing. So two big results of God's grace in our life. You can become the person you're supposed to be. Number two, you can have the perseverance to keep going. The perseverance to keep going. Paul mentions how hard he works. And he even drops this little line in there. I worked harder than all the other apostles. Sounds like a bunch of dudes hanging out at work. I worked harder than all of them. That's what it sounds like. But he credits God working through him by his grace. And I'll say it like this. You're going to have some challenges. And that's not negativity. That's just, if you've lived any point of time in this world, you know there are going to be some challenges. But by God's grace, you can persevere. Amen? I hear a lot of people praying for strength. I think we need to pray for the grace of God. Because strength, you're thinking, I'll just steamroll this thing, and you don't need to steamroll it. You just might need to step. Amen? And it's going to take some self-control to keep from steamrolling it, because that's what you want to do. Am I right? But the grace of God can help you to persevere. In fact, one of the characteristics that God's working on you to become the person that you're supposed to be, watch this, is faithfulness. That's what he's trying to work in our lives is faithfulness, loyalty, perseverance. These are the things that God is working in our lives. And some of the things that is coming, you feel like it's coming against you. It's actually God training you and creating perseverance in you. That's what he's actually doing. And this is what faithfulness is. It's sticking with it no matter what. That's what it is, sticking with it no matter what. 
And this is what I've learned about faithfulness. It always leads to fruitfulness. Here's what I mean. There are some great things that you have accomplished and that you are accomplishing in your life right now. That is incredible. And you're doing it with your strength, with your skill, and your abilities. But when you bring the grace of God into your life, this is the thought I have. How much more, not only could you do, but could you be? I'll finish with this. We've all had that thought where it became a lot. Whether you're a student, a parent, a friend, no matter what, we said this line right here. I don't know how much more of this I can take. Come on, am I talking to anybody? Some of y'all, we just two days into the school year, and you have already said it. <laughs> and your kid don't start school till tomorrow. <laughs> but you don't have the option. So how are you going to do it? It's going to be God, by God's grace. The last month or so, we've been focusing in on the grace of God to get us to see that it's more than just a picture, but it's a life to be lived. Grace was meant to be experienced. And as we go into this school year, and it's funny how our year is defined so much by the school year. That's okay. It's funny how much of our life is defined by our to-do list. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. But today, I want you to take a moment. Just do a little reflecting. Who have you become as you've been knocking out that to-do list? Because I found the Lord many times knock on my door and just say, you're getting it done, but you just went off on your kids. Good job, Dad. And that's not the dad you want to be, am I right? This, this is the stuff that I want, I want us to consider today. Uh, parents, as your kids start a new school year, you're, you're going to hold them accountable to the things they have to do. But as you're doing that, who are you becoming as you do that? Let's consider that. Let's consider who we're becoming. Let's bow our heads this morning as we conclude. Jesus, thank you that your grace is more than enough. Not just to help us to get things done but to help us to be the person you created us to be, to have that godly character, to have the right attitude, to have the right thoughts, to be a forgiving person. And God, I just pray today that we're not so overwhelmed with our accomplishments and the things we got to do that we forget who you want us to be. And so, Lord, today I pray for every person in here to receive your grace. And if you're out there today and you're considering who you're becoming as you're doing what you're doing and you realize, God, I need your grace. I just want you to whisper it to him right now. God, I need your grace. As a parent, God, I need your grace. Maybe in your marriage. You've said it. I don't know how much more I can take of this. And you're thinking about going. And really, you need to be thinking about grace. There's that student in here. You're looking at the workload of all the stuff that you got to accomplish this school year. Maybe you're a college student and it's a lot and you're stressed about it. But you got to get it done. 
And you're thinking, I just, I just want to get out of here. No, God, I need your grace to do this. Some of you at work, it's overwhelming. It's a lot. Grace. Father, I pray for your grace to be upon every person here. To be who you want us to be and the grace to keep going. I pray that for every person here. I'm going to finish with this one quote. And I, want you to, I want you to hear this because this hit me so hard at the beginning of the year. Beginning of the year, I like to write down goals. Things that I want to accomplish. And I don't even remember where I read the quote. But I wrote it on the dry erase board in my office in big letters. And this is what it says. Instead of focusing on a goal you want to achieve, focus on an identity you want to have. Focus on becoming the person that you know you're supposed to be. And I believe we're going to get a lot more done than what we thought we can get done. Amen.